Well, uh, let's get started. Lancey, this is Eric Stoner, the Cincinnati Kid. Lancey Howard. I'm glad to know you, Lancey. My pleasure. How's town treating you? New Orleans always been good to me. Well, that's fine. Of course, towns do change, though, don't they? They tell me you're quite a stat player, young man. Do they? That's right. New York, Chicago, Miami. Oh, I've been hearing about you for a couple of years now. Yellow there tells me how you gutted him once with a pair of fours. <laughs> That's right. Remember, kid? The night you cut me up with the two red fours? Must have overplayed my hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a dangerous thing to do. Well, it depends who you're sitting with, Nancy. <laughs> well, let's play some cards. Hello, and welcome to Cinema Chat. I am your humble host, David Heath, and Cinema Chat is the podcast where we celebrate the movies and the people that made them. And on this week's podcast, we are going to talk, as you may have surmised by now, about the Cincinnati Kid. Uh, It was a film that came out in 1965, and it was directed by Norman Jewison. And the voices that you heard on that video, you may already recognize or know, uh, were Steve McQueen and Edward G. Robinson. And uh, the film also stars Anne Margaret and Carl Malden and the beautiful Tuesday Weld. It takes place in New Orleans in the 1930s, which is kind of fun because that's the thirties are where Edward G. Robinson started making his movies. So it's kind of a neat deal, but uh, it starts out with a street scene uh, and where we're listening to this big jazz band. And I've been in new Orleans a few times and it's uh, interesting because there is always, there does always seem to be a band playing there. So I guess it hasn't changed in 90 years. But uh, Steve McQueen is our hero, or anti-hero, however you want to look at it. Uh, he plays Eric Stoner, the, known as the kid. He's confident, cocky, and he's ready to face the man. And uh, the man would be named Lacey Howard. And they call him the man because he's tough to beat. Uh, Tuesday Well plays the the girlfriend, and Anne Margaret plays a femme fatale of sorts. Uh, she her name is Elma and or Elba Elba in the movie or Melba in the movie. I don't know why I can't get that right. Uh, but um, Carl Malden plays Shooter, and he's Eric's friend and eventually the dealer of the card games, or at least. Half of them. Well, basically, the way the the film and what the film is all about is how 
Eric, the kid, is convinced that he's he's ready to face the man. Uh, again, played by Edward G. Robinson. And the film takes place over a very short period of time, just one day. Uh, they both arrive in New Orleans, and there's a group of poker players involved. And without giving too much away, I will say there is eventually a showdown between the kid and the man. And the Cincinnati Kid is one of those movies that's pretty intense. And even though there's not really any any violence or anything like that, um, you still have this, uh, you know, it's still a tough guy kind of movie. Uh, the I One of the better scenes in the movie is when Edward G. Robinson first walks in. I can only imagine what it, what it felt like to be a big movie fan uh, back in 1965 and, and, and having seen Edward G. Robinson walk on the screen. Remember, we have the benefit of being able to just flip on a streaming movie or, you know, or we can, we can watch it on cable or we can watch it on YouTube or something, you know, there you have all different kinds of methods to watch a movie, obviously DVD. Uh, but one of the things that, that, that would have been exciting would have been 1965, having been a big film fan, watch Edward G. Robinson, say, in Key Largo or something like that. And 20 years later, you're, you're watching him uh, walk on the walk on the screen on the big screen again. It, it had to be amazing to to watch. Um, I don't think we can overstate how much of a screen presence that Edward G. Robinson has. And oh, by the way, I mean <laughs> Steve McQueen. He's got a little bit of a presence as well. I really like the French Quarter scenes, and then incidentally. The the book, the the book adaptation was set in St. Louis, and somehow in in the movie it ended up being in New Orleans, and um, it and it works really well because the the French Quarter scenes are are really fun to watch, and and then when they get inside, um, <laughs> the you know, how for lack of a better way to say it the. The uh, pee contests uh, that the men are involved with are just <laughs> are just fun. Uh, one of the things I, about the movie that I don't like, uh, really, probably the only thing I don't like, is the, is there's a disturbing cockfight scene, and I I am I, I suppose. We're supposed to get into the mindset of what these guys are like. You know, they're just gambling de degenerates or what the deal is. Um, I don't understand why there's a cockfight scene in that movie. Uh, but there we have it. And it's in the beginning and it does get over relatively quickly. But <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, but uh, once again, though, one of the interesting things about uh, the film is... It's old Hollywood meeting new Hollywood, and um, you know the the old guard, uh, Ember G. Robinson, uh, comes in, and 
And of course, Joan Blondell is is in the film too, and we'll talk about her in a minute. But those two were big stars in the '30s and '40s, and and here they are uh, still making movies in the '60s. And now we've got the new crop of stars, though. Yeah, we have Steve McQueen and and Margaret and Tuesday Weld. So this one thing that makes the the film so compelling, and I know if I were watching in 1965, it would have been just something. I'm, you know, you, we don't have the benefit of knowing all the film work that Steve McQueen eventually would do. He was a new guy on in on the screen, and and Edward G. Robinson is is the old guy. And incidentally. Um, Another thing about Edward G. Robinson, I don't think we, I, I think um, not only can we not overstate how great of an impact he has on the screen, but he's very underrated. You know, nobody, nobody ever talks about him when you say, who is the best actor ever? Nobody ever talks about him, uh, but he should be in that conversation. And, and he, he has a screen presence uh, that just not too many people have, have ever uh, had. Um, well, let's talk about the folks who made the movie. Uh, jo- Norman Jewison uh, was the director. He was a very young man at the time, uh, only in his 20s, and directed McQueen and, uh, and Thomas Crown Affair also uh, a couple years after that. Uh, but he went on to direct some really big movies, um, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, In the Heat of the Night, and in the, that's uh, on a, the AFI Top 100 list uh, in the heat of night is uh, Moonstruck, uh, Oscar winner. So they, they, all three of those were nominated for Oscars. Uh, but yeah, Norman Jewison has a very long IMBD list and some of the movies are better than others, but those three movies are pretty great. Um, his last project was the, the movie called The Statement. In 2003, I hadn't heard of it either, uh, but it starred Michael Caine, and it was a $20 million budget, and it, and it only took in $2 million, and that was his last go-around. Go and as what does happen a lot of times with old directors, they end up making a, a flop or two at the end, and we don't hear about it. That's what happened to Billy Wilder. You know, he made a... a Couple movies that weren't as weren't as good, and and you know he had lost his touch or whatever. But uh, but in any case, Norman Jewison is ninety three, and he'll be turn ninety four on July twenty first. So depending on when you're hearing it, he might be ninety four by now. Steve McQueen, uh, the star of the film, is known to be, he was known as the King of Cool. And there was certainly, you want to talk about screen presence, Steve McQueen, not the biggest guy in the world. and Maybe not even the toughest guy in the world, but something about him uh, just oozed confidence, cockiness, you know, and, and whatever you want to call it. Uh, but He's he's got it, you know, and he's got it. He's got 
what a star needs to have to get people to buy tickets. A number of great performances, uh, including the including the Getaway, Bullet, Papillon, the Magnificent Seven, which we've talked about on this podcast, uh, the Great Escape. Um, in this movie, he he plays a, a guy that just uh, he's the, the new guy, and he's ready to take on the old guard. Uh, Steve McQueen died unfortunately of cancer in 1980. Uh, Edward G. Robinson has, uh, was 73 when he filmed the this. And, you know, he's great to watch uh, He in this film. He's great to watch. He's up for the high stakes. He He's ready to eliminate anybody. He's ruthless when it comes to the game of poker. You know, at, I kind of wonder... When you get away from the the poker room, you know was was he a, was he was Lancey kind of a nice guy or uh, was he always you know this way? Uh, we see him at the poker table for the most part, or in the poker room for the most part, and he takes his poker very seriously. So who knows if he takes the rest of his life seriously? I'm not sure, uh, but <laughs> uh, he knows how to smoke a cigar. That's for sure too. Um, Edward G. Watt Robinson um, had a uh, over fifty year film career. Anne Margaret plays in the film, and she plays Melba, and she is just sizzling in the movie. Uh, and it's hard for Eric. Now we don't want to give anything away, but it's hard for Eric to uh, to resist. Melba. Anna Margaret, uh, we know her as a multi-talented lady. She can sing and she can dance and she can act. And she also has a screen presence. Uh, she's a really great, great actor. She's just fantastic. And and still looks good to the, even to this day. Still looks really great. Uh, she got her star in the Hollywood Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1973. And Margaret could do it all. There's no question about that. Tuesday Weld is in the film, too. Um, she plays uh, Christian, who is Eric's, Eric the Kid's girlfriend. A very sweet very sweet person in this movie. And she's friends with Melba, um, but it's sort of problematic because Melba's trying to seduce Eric and, and it just gets a little gets a little complicated and difficult, but we'll let you watch it to see. Um Carl Malden plays the compromised friend of of Eric the Kid. Um Carl Malden has a 60-year career. And, you know, some people listening to this podcast might know him best as being the big American Express or, or spokesperson. He would get on the commercial and say, no, don't leave home without it. And, and that's how I knew Carl Malden for the longest time. That's funny. 
he was married for 71 years, by the way, before he died in 2009. And um, his, his wife uh, unfortunately passed uh, in 2019, but she was uh, 102. Um, Rip Torn, uh, a pretty young Rip Torn plays in the, in the film. Uh, he plays a character named Slade who has a real axe to grind against Lancey, the man. Uh, you know, I think that Lancey, uh, the Edward G. Robinson character, left a lot of, for lack of a better way to say it, left a lot of dead bodies lying around. Um, not, not literally, but figuratively when it comes to playing poker. And I think a lot of people were upset with him. And clearly when when the kid walks in the room, uh, one of the kind of neat things about it is you see all this emotion and they are really rooting for the kid. And it's a it's a pretty fun thing to watch. They really don't like <laughs> they really don't like the man. They don't like Lancey. Uh, Rip Torn, of course, has a, a IMBD list that's um, four miles long. Um, and uh, in, in the case you didn't know, he passed away in 2019. And he was 88 years old. And uh, let's see, Joan Blondell, we mentioned her a few minutes ago. She is in the film, too. A legendary film star. And she worked for 48 years until her death in 1979. And she might be best known, I don't know, uh, might be best known for her, her early pre-code Hollywood work, including the film Night Nurse, legendary pre-code film. And you, and you might know her as the old waitress in the film Grease. Uh, so if you can picture her, uh, that 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 is Joan Blondell. And um, let's see, uh, Jack Weston is also in the film. And spoiler alert, he'll be mentioned in a future podcast as well uh, that we'll be doing. Uh, but... Um, he is known, um, Jack Weston might be best known for his role in Dirty Dancing, which might be the spoiler right there. We're going to probably do a podcast on Dirty Dancing soon. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got also Dub Taylor, Western star uh, who has, who was in a, just a ton of Westerns and other kinds of projects. Obviously, this is not a Western, but... Um, He's fun to watch, very, you know, just a, a, a fun person to, to, to watch. Let's see, who am I forgetting? Uh, Cab Calloway also makes an appearance in the film, and he has a pretty significant role, as a matter of fact. Cab Calloway, if you don't know, it was a huge jazz artist, conductor, producer, um, wrote a bunch of good songs, and he made do he made over a dozen appearances in in films. Probably best known for the song "Many the Moocher," 
Hi, 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 hi. Okay, I'm not going to try that. Um, he uh, was 86 when he passed away in 1994. However, most of the music in the film was written by Lalo Schifrin. And we talked about him uh, a while back. Uh, he also did the Dirty Harry films and did did Bullet, uh, which is another Steve McQueen film. And he is now 88 years old and been working away for most of his adult life. Well, I give the Cincinnati Kid a, a very resounding thumbs up. I definitely recommend it if you haven't watched it. Um, I honestly lived for 48 years before I watched it. And um, and now I've seen it three times and feel confident enough to talk about it for 21 minutes and two seconds or a little longer than that. But uh, such a it's such a compelling film. And, it, you know, it's there's some suspense to it, uh, but nobody's life is at stake. And that that's one of the interesting things about it is um, how a movie can be that intense and that suspenseful. But nobody's life really be in danger the whole time. Uh, however, we—I mean—we do uh, have a, a few threats, uh, but nothing that significant. Uh, but yeah, the Cincinnati Kid, uh, I would definitely recommend watching it, and watch the great Steve McQueen battle it out at the card table with the great Edward G. Well, this is Cinema Chat, and again, I am your humble host, David Heath, and we have been breaking down the film, The Cincinnati Kid. And this is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. left a chance. Men and women will gamble on anything. 25 and 20? That's right! Hey, he's got it! He's got it! He's $3,000. Women are a universal problem. Can't live with them and can't live without them. Prosperity for everybody. Gut money. There's no limit. No fix! It's that Three River Gambling Man, the Cincinnati Kid. The Cincinnati Kid. The Cincinnati Kid. 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 Cincinnati